What's up, everything? The pandemic is still in full force, but the Two Guys One Cup podcast never stops. We're committing our first misdemeanor by recording this episode, but we still have to get the content to the people. We'll discuss the Scott Perunovich signing and literally whatever else comes to our mind in this off-the-cuff episode. We've got no notes, so let's get started and I forget the next part. Two Guys One Cup podcast. We are here. We are defying quarantine, sort of. We're not six Is feet apart. Is this illegal? Yes. Arguably. The government will come into your house and separate you if you are not six feet apart. Try a, it. There, Try me. <laughs> Try me. Try me and the government. There is a shelter in place order, but I do not know. It says, uh, what I believe it that is don't move. At all, don't yeah. go anywhere, so we're screwed. This is what people... this is a misdemeanor. This podcast is a misdemeanor, much <laughs> like Missy Elliott. Oh, I see. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Quarantine <laughs> slowed me down. This is what the toilet paper is about, though, because you got to stay in one place, and you just need the toilet Except paper the with you. The stores are definitely still open. No, but you need the toilet paper there because you can't move anymore. But you can move to wipe your ass. And like, but you're gonna have <laughs> oh, to. Like you've got to. You're gonna have to you've soil yourself. You're gonna have to soil yourself. So you better hope that when the order comes down, you're already on the toilet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Pick your spot, and that's where that's you're gonna, where be, you're for gonna be for the next, for the next month. Sorry, folks. Oh, right. But we have defied these laws, much like. And some a defiant person, yeah. the wicked witch of the east defied gravity. That was oh, what, yeah. Oh, West W. West side. There was one in the east too. <laughs> she died. She's yeah, the one well, that got flattened by damn. the house. But yeah, but in the movie, not in the stage play. No, yeah, she did. But the she sta- gets in the movie or in, in the, the stage play. The east one is not the green skin okay. one. Okay. Wicked witch of the west is the green skin okay. one. Okay. When it was the wicked witch of the east dies in the movie though, right? I mean, she dies in the sense that you see her feet. Right, but is she in the stage? In the yeah, she's in the stage production of yeah. Wicked. Yeah, who is she? She's the she's the sister of the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, but the Wicked Witch of the West is the main character yeah. of Wicked. Yeah, but the Wicked Witch of the East isn't dead yet. She dies halfway through. But so wait, so it, that Wicked is at the same time as the Wizard of Oz. It's not before. It is half of it's before, and then the other half is during. Oh, because there's there's scenes without the Wicked Witch. You know, Dorothy's running around. So what's the Wicked Witch doing? That's what you find out. And also why she's wicked. Well, apparently, because the wizard's a dick. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. You saw the movie. He's kind of a dick already. A fumbly dick. He's a bumbly dick. Well, he's made up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also the father of the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm, do you know that? No. Well, now you do. Then they're all, therefore also the East, I assume. No, because they're half sisters. Because uh, the mom, the mom sleeps with the with the. So wizard. is the mom also a witch? Okay, so now, how does now the Wicked we've reached the limits folks, of the rules. Folks, now it's, it's just quarantine, going. and we're going yeah, all sorry, over the map. No if you're not down for this, I'm sorry. Uh, so the, we've we've approached the horizon of imponderability as the 
uh, yeah. as the mythologists call it. Well, because like, there's no real... My, there's a... My favorite nerd term that I learned in college, by the way. What? The horizon of imponderability. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a point in every belief system where you can't keep asking can't why. ponder no more. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. turtles all the way down phenomenon, you know? Mm, like, once you've asked down. about the third or fourth turtle, you just gotta stop You just gotta assume question. there's a billion turtles. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but uh, on top of everything else, now this whole universe is in Dorothy's head, right? So, I mean, no, she doesn't show up exist. until halfway through. Is she thinking so, about it? Oh, my God. Oh, is she thinking about the pre-time? I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to say it. Wizard of Oz is an old move. <laughs> yeah. And I won't be I won't be fought on that point. I think it's postmodern, mm, pre-modern. Oh, it's something all right. Folks, we're here. We're producing content. There are no You're rules. welcome. Uh yeah, exactly. You should be thanking us. Uh there has been thanks to the wizardry of Doug Armstrong, mm. see how I tied it in there. Also a, a dick. <laughs> A slow trickle of uh, hockey news, but very exciting hockey news in the uh, news that the Blues have officially signed pending college free agent Scott Perunovich. Uh, they haven't signed him, technically. I'm, I'm, there's a part of me, there's like a 1% of me that's like, wait, because of the weird season, he's got two contract offers so he hasn't technically signed because he hasn't signed either one. So had they signed him to a contract that stipulates that he will sign one of those contracts? I don't know, Ian. A pre-contract. But, that's right. But, um, that's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Scott Perunovich, the uh, veteran of three seasons, four seasons at University of Minnesota Duluth. We discussed three. him last week, the 2018 second round pick of the St. Louis Blues, about whom... For whom they were so excited to draft that they... Uh, they drafted him twice. They drafted him <laughs> twice. The the defenseman's so nice, they drafted him twice. No, that was Connor Bleakley, and he was... Oh, oh uh, sorry, he now? Connor. Oh, the ECHL, if that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where... That's where... That's right. You go to die. That's right. <laughs> we're going to have uh, David Byrne, that's right, Connor, on this show. Uh, anyone who guesses the correct total will get a signed copy of, I don't know. Uh, talking Heads. Yeah. By us. <laughs> it won't From be us. signed by Diamond Bird. It'll be signed by us. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, Scott Perunovich was a standout defenseman at Minnesota Duluth. They loved him so much at the draft day that they printed his name on the journey jersey or the journey, and uh, brought him up to on stage to give him the jersey. And uh, we've wanted him for a while now, and we've got him. Now he's officially in-house. There was, you know, I was, I was never that concerned that he was going to walk. It's just a matter of is he willing to come here and fight for his position here, or is he willing to, um, is he <laughs> willing to, uh, or is he? Would he prefer to go to a team that's not as competitive, mm-hmm. but was more likely to guarantee him playing time? And it looks like he was comfortable enough with Doug Armstrong, comfortable enough with the organization that he was willing to come here and and play alongside guys like Vince Dunn and Carl Gunnarsson and um, Nico Mikola on our left side. And honestly, he should win probably a starting job from those guys, and at least you know over the course of time. But. What are your thoughts on signing him and, uh, yeah, I mean, anything adjacent to that? 
Anything about Peru? Yeah, or you know, Novich. Or Novich, yeah. or, you know, things about Eastern, Novich Eastern is, Bloc. Novich is probably a gen- like a generic Eastern European city in like a Marvel comic or like a oh, made up, Call yeah. of Duty video game or something, oh, you know. It's been sacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been sacked, there's no question. Whatever I'm, it's made up in, it's been sacked. I'm glad we signed them because, or are going to sign him, or in the pre era of signing yeah, him r- real quick just so just to clear this up mm. so we don't forget he because of the complete unpredictability of what happens this season or next he's on a two he's he's agreed a, to a yeah. two-year elc mm-hmm. but he hasn't officially signed because either he'll sign one that lets him play i guess play this season which would burn mm-hmm. a year of it so they must be pretty committed to him or um, if the season resumes, he'll sign that one. And if it doesn't, then he'll just sign a two-year one starting with whatever the next full season is. Presumably 2020-2021. Um, but yeah, so he hasn't put pen to paper on either of those. But they have, they're have they confident enough in his agreement to do it that he uh, they've announced it publicly and all that. So I don't think there's actually any concern around it. So sorry, please go ahead with your... Yeah, I was mindless say, rambling. Who is this? Is this Armstrong? Somebody, somebody said, uh, they're an un, this is, they said, these are uncharted waters. It's going to be something that the NHL and the NHL PA, I don't want to call them transition rules, but part of the startup rules that they're going to have to decide how to deal with these college players. But we wanted to make sure that Scott was signed with us. So I guess this is Armstrong and keeping both options open for him. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, no one really knows how this is going to work, but they also, with the way college players are and that they can just go to free agency, you know, if they don't sign with you after what, two, three years, something like that. Uh, NHL GMs want to make sure that they have these guys pre-signed or, you know, on in their organization so it doesn't become some weird wishy-washy thing where all of a sudden they're like, I don't know if we can sign you yet. And then next year, like, well, I'm walking. Goodbye. And you're like, I didn't know that you could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm happy that... I didn't know yeah. that he could do that. <laughs> that, was, that was always an option. <laughs> That's right. I'm glad we have them at Feels. Oh, excuse like, me. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Correct. It feels like a long time coming even though it really hasn't been. Uh-huh. It just feels like we've talked about him a lot. And I'm I'm not so worried about him being smaller. I saw a few people on social media being like, yeah, I'm really happy that we're signing him, but also just another small defenseman. I was Those like, yeah, people but... people aren't paying attention to the NHL that's much. Just the, that's just the way it's going, man. Tori I mean, Krug's going to get paid a King's Ransom yeah. uh, this offseason or whenever I'm that not, is. I'm not know? saying Scott Perunovich is any of these people, but like Armstrong said in the quote, he's statistically and you know mm-hmm. progression wise kind of a carbon copy of the adam fox quinn hughes kale mccars of the world that mm-hmm. were all very successful college defensemen was quinn hughes in college or was he the developmental program he might I think have it was been. college no he went to like michigan oh right? yeah he's um, oh i keep yeah he's american because he's related to jack hughes <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is american all right um, I gotcha. yeah i got you uh but in any case all of those guys have come out of college in the last year or two and really, and really very, good very successful players, yeah. rookies. And I think Scott Perunovich has every potential to be if he gets power play time. And, and he's a minutes. little older, too. And yeah, the thing about he's mature, playing he's college, probably, what, 22? I yeah. Assume? The thing about playing college is you are playing older guys. You're not mm-hmm. in the AHL. You're not playing, like, I don't know, fully grown 30-year-old men. But you're also not in junior league playing in the QMJHL where, you know, Justin's cat can put up. 300 points or whatever so there's actually on a bad bad, yeah yeah. on a down year this year 
Uh, shorten on it. Coronavirus shortened season. I always like to see what college players have because I think you're a little more developed in a two-way game, mm-hmm. generally speaking, because it just college hockey, and maybe I'm just speaking out my ass, is not nearly as um, the offensive like fireworks show that the CHL is. Yeah. So I think you just learn to be a better defenseman, a better defensive player. And so and you come out again at age 21, 22, you're a little bit older you just hope that they're just a little bit further in their development, both like physically and their game. So I'm excited to see him step in and actually make a fairly significant impact right away, especially when you're a defenseman, because there's only six of you out there. And mm-hmm. if you win a spot, you're going to make an impact. You might be Carl Gunnarsson and be making like your no impact impact, or it's like, that's good for you. But like for Scott Prunovich, I could see him getting, you know, even next season, like, What's conceivable? 20 points? More mm-hmm. than 20 points? 20, 25 points, you know? Even more. I, I mean, mean, a guy that should probably be on our power play. is 40. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's likely, you know? I guess I'm like, trying to be uber conservative. Yeah. But, you know, someone that can actually contribute fairly well and you'll actually <laughs> see on the ice and notice them. I think it depends, too, and we don't know how the salary cap... We don't know how anything's going to shake Yeah, it's out, crazy. But, but um, you know, I mean, I really think it's... Especially if we bring Petrangelo back, which who knows, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think if if I think it's conceivable that we have a right side that's Petrangelo, Falk, and Pareko, and so to con- compensate for that and to afford all that, we have moved to a left side that's something like Mikola Dunn and Perunovic. Hmm. which is very young and very inexperienced in the NHL, but we've really liked what we've seen from Mikola done as an inexperienced at this point. And then you've got, you know, three veteran, I know opinions are mixed at best on Justin Falk right now, but veteran at some point stud defenseman on the right side that each of those guys compare with and, and work with. And, you know, Mikola makes a lot of sense for Falk if there's sort of more defensive liability mm-hmm. there. And then I would, you know, Dunn and Petrangelo are always great together. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know why we don't do that more. Um, we only do it when we're down, when we're behind. And plus, how fun would a Pareko Perunovic line be? Just to say. <laughs> I just want Pareko Perunovic, Petrangelo, Peron, and uh, I don't know. Oscar Sunquist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, Per Lindo. <laughs> uh, but uh, Corey Perry, no, no, I refuse outright. I would never have that. But in any case, uh, yeah, and, uh, did we have a point that we were going off of? No, or? I think we're just excited, especially because it was, like I said, at least for me, a player that I wasn't entirely sure we were going to be able to sign. Because mm-hmm. again, I'm not completely clear on the rules but i think you know after two or three years especially for college players your rights are up i think he was you can going just hold, to yeah. be a free agent after this year yeah you can just hold out and then mm. just be you could be is that what is that what fox did is that no he got traded around adam fox got traded because they didn't think he'd yeah, okay. in certain but, places but so yeah exactly Will Butcher did it though um, he's kind of the last prominent you got one. Traded Jimmy, for... Jimmy VC did it when it was just when everybody went insane. For you remember what? that? Song? Why? And he's on like for Buffalo a, like a fourth now. Line the center on the Buffalo. Fuck uh, Jimmy, I'm so sorry. sorry. Uh, uh, Danny DeKaiser, I think, was one of those. Danny two. DeKaiser is like 30 now. Yeah, that, I in my head is always 20. Yeah. Oh, you're so young. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, and and had he been that, he would have been the big 
talked about one. I mean, there are a dozen of those guys every year. Mm-hmm. Mitch Reinke was one of those. Oh, yeah. But he was, I don't, I don't think Reinke? he was even drafted. You know, I just mm-hmm. think he left college and was a free agent. But yeah, um, yeah I just think I'm excited to have him in the fold. And I think he's a very special player. And I think this team, as we've talked about before, has an old core. Mm-hmm. But it's also got a young core, yeah, and cores. and its young core is really good. And with Perunovic, it's even better. And mm-hmm. if Costing comes up and is is great, then it's even better still. You know, I mean, it's just you've got a lot of flexibility. Even if Petrangelo leaves, you've got you know you can't replace Alex Petrangelo, but you've got a lot of options, and you can trade from your glut of young assets to try and get somebody or you know you to do anything mm-hmm. the blues are really in a place i think to be important and competitive for a long time um should we move on and uh talk about alex petrangelo a little bit in light yeah. of all the salary cap yes uncertainties so i think we can say confidently about the salary cap that it is not going up yeah there's just no way i just inconceivable especially if there's no playoffs right that's just so the salary cap is by dent of the cba some percentage of the profit right like i mean it's it's some it's it's based off the revenue from the previous season um now if there's no playoffs that realistically can't happen because then they would have to like slash 20 million off the revenue yeah, off the salary like, cap or something playoffs are a huge boost in the revenue yeah. especially given the fact that the players are no longer being paid right right which is that's kind its of own, crazy right? but, but I'm like, okay. um but so i mean basically it's inconceivable that they could really do it that way if there's no sort of playoff because mm-hmm. then you're talking about losing 10 or 15 million dollars from the salary cap and that screws everybody but the red wings you know or whoever that screws all teams and it's and all players and they'd have to figure something out but there is conceivably a situation where it stays where it is which already hurts teams plenty because everybody's planning for a marginal increase or it even um goes down somewhat Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that happens, you know, there's lots of talk about, I mean, there are two things we can talk about here. We can talk about Petrangelo and we can talk about the buyouts. Which would you rather start with? Um, let's talk Petrangelo. Okay. So the people who really get screwed the most by this are Alex Petrangelo, Taylor Hall, um, Braden Holtby, yep. he wasn't going to get a big contract, anybody. <laughs> he's been terrible this year. Have you looked at his numbers? He's oh, he, oh, he was on my fantasy team. And oh, then I I'm picked so up uh, Samsonov because I'm like, well. And then he got bad. Yeah, he? they were uh, both no kind way. of a revolving door of crap. He was really good for a while. Samsonov they were combined. They were okay. Okay. They well, did me all right. I mean, they got plenty of wins, mm-hmm. which is always important. But in any case, uh, those guys who are top free agents this year are really getting boned. And, you know... It's interesting for Petrangelo because to me, it's only ever been a question of does he resign here or does he go to Toronto? Like I know that's silly. You don't thinking. think he's gonna be a duck? Can you? I Perhaps mean, do you... a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're naming goofy examples, but like even I don't know, like um, the New York Rangers. Like, can you see him signing with some like? 
I don't, I'd rather he do that, at least. Oh, team for I sure. Enjoy. Other than um, Toronto? Yeah. yeah. I, no, but you're right. But, yeah, like, it's... I see either he's staying with his wife's family mm-hmm. here, where she's from, or they're going back towards Where their home. children were born. Right. And sired. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, Allegedly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I to me, it's always been those two teams. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's got something crazy. Maybe he wants to play for the Minnesota Wild. And you know what? Almost God bless him if he does. If You're you not want, even from there. Don't do that to yourself. Go ahead and throw your career away. <laughs> I don't care. But it's your career. <laughs> it's, you do yeah. it. That's what you want. You do it. You, you take it. That's my career, want, and I want it now. I want you to have it. <laughs> they were, couldn't give that thing away fast enough. But no. So... It, Toronto, if the cap stays the same or goes down, Toronto's even more screwed than we are, mm-hmm. and we're pretty screwed because we don't have enough. We don't have enough money now to sign everyone we have under. The, if the cap number was the same, we barely have enough money to sign the pending RFAs that we have that we'd want to keep, right? Um, which is why we've always talked about if there's going to be any sort of Petrangelo trade, you pretty much got to ship out Jake Allen or figure out some way to shed four or five million dollars of salary, even to have a conversation. Did you pull up our cap friendly? Mm-hmm. Um, how much, if the cap stayed the same this year, Yeah, I don't even know how they're doing their projections right now, but if the cap stayed the same, how much money would we have against it? Like seven million? Oh, you mean 70, 70 million? No, so, sorry, seven million space. Space. Um, we would have projected next year ten million dollars. Okay. If it's exa- if it's exactly the same, actually, but we've got what is it this year? Eighty two, I think eighty one point five, maybe. I guess we're. Oh, it must be like eighty three point five or something. Okay. Or eighty four. Okay, gotcha. I want to make sure. As we've said many times on this podcast, we know nothing. It's yeah, so yeah. We're just see our fans. Projected cap hit is. Yeah, it must be 84. Yeah, because it says upper limit next year would be 84. Projected cap hit is 73 million. Excuse me. So we'd have about 10 million to play with. And we have Brower is a UFA. Who cares? But Jacob Delarose, Sammy Blay is worthy of a big contract extension. Vince Dunn's a RFA. And, and RFAs do get paid now. Vince Dunn will get. I How would much think four Vince or five million, right? What did, on what did McAvoy get? He got three. He got five million for three years. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Right? So I think Dunn I think that's your comparable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's your like. This is my max, or this is what yeah, I got to look or around. Or you can go longer and get. More he goes. Does, does Charlie McAvoy have a Stanley Cup? No, he doesn't. <laughs> so give me six million for Does four. Beat anyone's brains into oblivion. So Dunn's your big fish, and then Blay is your other big number, but you can't bring back Scandella. Yeah, which is too bad. That's who I my eyes opened up at. I was like, oh, I forgot we even had Marco Scandella. Isn't that weird how that trade happened and now doesn't matter? And now the virus has taken him. Don't take Marco. He's too beautiful. Yeah. That's what leads him. Take <laughs> Le- me. <laughs> take an uggo. <laughs> That's right. Like me. But, um, but yeah, so if we have $10 million to play with, you're already talking about scraping against um, that cap ceiling with Dunn. Mm-hmm. and um, Blay alone, plus, you know, yeah, to, you just... just to finish a roster. If you figure those guys combine for... I, I can't see those guys combining for less than six. Wolf City. How are they going to do this? Well, that's the that's where the other half of the equation comes in, but let's finish with Petrangelo first. The nice thing for the Blues is they're 
Armstrong's front-loaded a lot of their contracts, so they're actually only projected to spend $66 million next year mm-hmm. with a $73 million cap hit. So they don't owe that much money, which might make some of their cap space pretty tradable if there are any teams that have that weaponizable need. cap yeah. space. And could want to Jake Allen or, a, you know, I don't think we'll trade Alex Steen. But let's do the Petrangelo discussion first. Do you think he would take some sort of one-year deal, two-year deal, something, to sign wherever, let's say here mm-hmm. for the sake of argument, so that next summer when hopefully with Seattle's expansion fees and a full season cap will shoot up and return to normal and he'll have plenty of money to sign wherever seems mm-hmm. appropriate. Or do you think he will take the most he can get this year, even if it's, you know, probably pretty substantially less than he might have gotten otherwise? So with no trades, we have like $10.5 million to play with next no year. No trades cap and no same. cap lowering. Yeah, yeah, and the cap stays the same. And you say you got to pay Dunn. If you're paying Dunn for multiple years, again, you got to be like, well, we got to owe you money. We got to give you the money. We can't say, hello, can you just take $2 million instead? You're going to owe him, like you said, four for three, let's say, $4 million for three years. And then Blay is like, what? One point? What's he make now? Nine. He's still on his entry. Oh, okay. So he's going to make like one five. Maybe I think closer to two, probably. Okay, so he was on track for two twenty goals. I forget that he was actually a middle six guy. Yeah. Okay, so now you're taking what you've got four. You have four and a half to give Alex Petrangelo, which he's well. I mean, and that's if you DFA or not DFA. That's a baseball term, but if you release McEachern and Della Rose already, you're letting both of those guys walk. Oh, okay, you know, but even so then, even if that's a million for both of them, he's so he's making essentially his same contract at this point because yeah. it's six and a half million right now. So you're saying for a, I would guess it would just be a year. Quite honestly, I think he'd say one year at the same amount of money. I guess will he do that? I think it depends on what the deal. I mean, not that deal, but like what the deal is with mm-hmm. the entire league mm-hmm. where it's like okay it's just like obviously captain go up and i don't really know what my options are and uh this other ufa guy took a one-year deal sure i'll do the same thing because you know like almost a uh behind the doors agreement like okay that's fine sure it seems like that's the thing people are doing right now uh but it would be unprecedented kind of like a lot of things are right now with the way the world is it's like i kind of blows me away that that's an option or that that's a feasible option. We ran a poll on Twitter asking people um, if they thought it was a possibility now with the cap most likely staying the same and with the possibility of it actually being lowered next season. We asked uh, Blues fans if they thought that with that in mind, if Petrangelo would likely sign a one- to two-year deal or a short-term deal over a long deal, and I was surprised to see that we got 55.1% of 89 votes saying yes, they think Petrangelo would sign a short-term deal given what's going on right now. I could see it happening, but it just kind of boggles my mind. And at a certain at a certain point, you have to realize that's just the reality because mm-hmm. like there's nothing else you can do. No, no other team is going to have money too. I mean, some some teams might. 
But it's like, again, like you're saying, maybe it's the Carolina Hurricanes where everyone walked. And it's like, are you just going to go to a team that has a lot of money for you in the one year where the cap stayed the same? Or are you going to sit with, yeah, your, I mean, sit with your team and wait? That, that's the thing that that's this most likely, situation the presents is for teams that, you know, it's, the players don't really have a lot of flexibility. That's what I mean. You don't have a lot just, of options. Their only option is go to the team's that have cap space to pay you a big contract, and those are probably going to be shitty teams, you know? Mm. Like, maybe Ottawa, but, like, first of all, that's still going to be mm. Melnick. He's still not going to pay you money. This feels like when you have a, like, a gift card on Amazon, and there's, mm-hmm. like, no game, we'll say video game, there's no video game you want to buy, but you're like, I really want to spend this money, and you're like, I guess I'll buy, you know, this random-ass game I don't really want. It's like, why don't you just wait? wait for something better and bide your time rather than just use it. It's like these UFAs, it's like might as well just sit on your team and wait for more money to be available Mm -hmm. for teams rather than actually make some random ass move now because you need that money today. You know, no offense to any of them, but none of them need that money. Don't sacrifice what's good for like just that extra little bit of cash because those are your only options. Don't let the good be the enemy of the great. Very well. Very Mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah. C.S. Lewis. Right. Right? right? Pretty close. That's right. David Byrne. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree with you. And I think, I, I th- uh, let me ask you this question and then we'll talk about the bio oh. possibility. Yeah. Do you think the, cor- <laughs> do you Can think we the draft coronavirus, coronavirus <laughs> has made it more or less likely that Alex Petrangelo is a blue next season? Or do you think it's had no effect? Um, which, I would think, be, which would be the only place that's had no effect. I, I, and that's the only, you know, I don't think he's unaffected. I think it makes it slightly more likely. I think it was already fairly likely, uh-huh. you know, but I think it's just one of those things where, you know what, maybe he's spending time at home with the kids. He's got to stay around St. Louis. He's like, you know what? It's not so bad after all. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case, but yeah, I think it's just making you stay in place and weigh your options and there aren't many options like well shit i've got it nice here i'll just you know there's no reason to leave man there's no reason to stay here i don't want to read into his brain but do it but i don't know how if you're him you can walk on being the face of a franchise for any amount of money Mm mm-hmm like, if he, if he goes to Toronto, even if they win a cup, even if they're the first team to win a cup, oh, he's, even if yeah. he wins the Conn Smythe, mm-hmm. he's still going to be remembered by Toronto behind Mitch Marner and John Tavares and Alec, uh, Alex, Austin Matthews, um, and some of those guys, you know, mm. and... and they want him now, and they claim they love him now, and that's great, and I can go all day on how much i hate toronto and toronto media and all that but um i just don't like i don't i don't want to read into his mind but to me i don't see why you'd go anywhere mm-hmm. unless unless army's just doing the backus thing where he's like sorry just not gonna offer you a reason you know oh, just cut which, right there back as it was one sand. year you know it was the same money for one year but yeah like, i don't think it's the years because they know he's gonna want seven yeah. you're 30 you want seven that's and he's just a the defenseman new deal. he should be fine yeah as we said we talked about whoever that was in the athletic pretty much project him to be fine as he ages it's more of the money and you hear over and over and over again that it's armstrong and the blues want eight 
Petrangelo and his his group want nine, and they're not going in between. Or there's a lot of you know I'm sure there's a lot of talk of is eight six fine, which is, is eight four fine, which to me is just like eight point five is yeah. will just happen eventually. But um, let's talk about this other angle of it because the discussion is, and I think this is, I think one, I think one of two things I could think happen. It's a fun discussion. I think one of two things could happen. I think I could see a situation where the NHL said, "You get to pick two contracts or whatever, two expiring deals, however they want to do it," and just. Or even like sign one new contract that just doesn't count against the cap next year, mm-hmm. which would be a solution for Petrangelo because then you just sign him for whatever for the first year and then he'll fit the rest of the time, right? But uh, the more obvious solution and the one they've turned to in the past after the uh, lockout in 2013 um, is the compliance buyout, which uh, is basically it's like a standard buyout except it doesn't count. Against your salary. Yeah, they're completely... Um, you pay them for the salary. contract, they're gone. You there's pay no, them, what, two-thirds of the remaining yeah, money, I and think? and there's no, there's no cap penalty, like you mm-hmm. said. And then I think in that situation, there were, you had two years to do it. I think you could do it the year after the lockout. Oh, and in the like following 06, year. 07? No, this is 13-14. Really? Yeah. They had the compliance about 13-14? Yeah. I thought it was 05-06. They that's may have they had it both times, but the article on Wikipedia says 13-14. Really. Um, Who did we do? Ian, would you like to hear the players that were compliance bought yes. out? Did we do one? Nope. Did I miss one? Nope. We Remember, Army's never done a buyout at all. Well, he wasn't even forced to. Okay. That's right. Go um, for it. Go for it. This is this is a this is gonna be a trip, okay. Well, I got a trip for you later. The Buffalo Savers, shout out Dwayne, shout out Anthony, bought out Villy Leno mm-hmm. over the six years after June eighteenth, two thousand fourteen. So he may get a check this year, his final check. They owed him seven point three million dollars, and the also they also bought out Christian Erhoff, mm-hmm. whom that. over. Who was owed twelve million dollars over Ian over fourteen years, so he's getting paid till twenty twenty eight. And Ian, I want to tell you how little old, inexperienced, know nothing Stephen really wanted the Blues to sign Christian Erhoff at mm-hmm. the time. Well, he was very good for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Shane O'Brien, the Calgary Flames, bought him out for two years at one point four million. The Chicago Blackhawks bought out Steve Montador and Rostislav Oles- Oles- uh, Ros- Rostislav Rostislav Oles for I love how fans who have watched the sport for you know a decade this isn't that long but started before I did really watching it religiously will know all these names or some of them most of them and I will butcher them the Dallas Stars bought out Aaron Rome yep. the Detroit Red Rings bought out Jordan Tutu and our good friend Carlo Koliakovo which I guess they were just like, we're going to use this weapon if we have it, because they only owed him $1.9 million over two years. <laughs> Imagine having basically a um, like an entry-level contract and still getting bought out. Uh, brutal. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers bought out Eric Belanger. The Florida Panthers bought out Ed Jovanovsky. Oh, oh. The Minnesota Wild bought out Tom Gilbert. Uh, Montreal Canadiens bought out Thomas Caverlet and our old friend Scott Gomez. Hmm. 
former Blues legend Scott Gomez. Is he the one that played one game, scored a goal? Nope. Who was that? I know his name. He used to be a, a Minnesota Wild player. It'll come to me. I'll take it. I gotta find it. But you no, it wasn't Scott sure Gomez. It wasn't Scott no, Gomez? Scott Gomez played more games. He was like actually like a power play weapon we had. Okay. okay. What year was this? Twenty. Twenty-one games for Scotty Gomez. Blues. But he only had one goal. Twenty-fifteen team. Yeah, because fifteen sixty. Yeah, yeah. Who was it? Ah, oh, dang! I want to think of it. Give me a clue when you get. I got it. it. I remember now. It hit me. It's you want to know? Not Scotty Gomez. Starts with the H. His last name starts with the H. Uh, was he a Minnesota Wild? Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. He was way better as a shark. Davy Shark. It's not Brad Hunt, right? That you're thinking of no. a different guy. Okay. I think this guy was a shark. It's not Tomas Hurdle because he's still a shark, and he always. I mean, that'd be, be cool. Shark. I'd take him. Uh, I don't have it. I don't have it. Martin Havlat. Mm-hmm. Martin Havlat played two games for the Blues. He scored one goal, and then he left. And then he peaced he on said his own he, accord. He said, right? you know what, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> right. Um, Who was that? Who, um, much more famous player, Peter Forsberg, that came back in the early 20-teens and mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to play for the Avs again. My ankle's feeling pretty good. And they played like three games. Like, no, I was wrong. No, and, then he, and then he left. This doesn't work. Uh, uh, the New Jersey Devils bought out Johan Hedberg and Johan, or and excuse me, Anton Volchenkov. The New York Islanders, legendary, bought out Rick DePietro in 2013. They owe him $24 million over 16 years. He'll be paid until 2029. I think he was, I think he's on the radio now. New York Rangers bought out old blues friend Wade Redden and Brad Richards for 12 years at $20 million. The Philadelphia Flyers brought out Danny Briere, beloved Danny Briere, and uh, it's so humongous big Ilya Brzezgalov, <laughs> who had a humongous big contract that uh, cost $23 million over 14 years. The Sharks bought out Marty Havlat. Eh, 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 I should have just finished the list. <laughs> um, and uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning brought out Ryan Bugsy Malone and Vincent LeCavalier, who owed the biggest price tag of any of these players at $32 million over 14 years. Oh, Tampa, uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs bought out Mike Komisarek and Mikhail Grabowski. At eight years, 14.3. And then the Vancouver Canucks bat out Keith Ballard and David Booth. And the Washington Capitals bought out Jeff Schultz. Um, he most recently played for the uh, San Diego Gulls get bodied. Um, so the Blues could have said, theoretically, the NHL could extend compliance buyouts again in the wake of coronavirus, either one or two this season. I wouldn't think they'd get two th- seasons to decide. I think you just have to do it this year because presumably if you keep the same salary cap formula, there will just be a gigantic jump um, next year back to some semblance of normal. But how likely do you think that is? And if it happens, who do you think the Blues... Do you think the Blues would take advantage of it and with whom? Yes, they would. I would almost think they'd have to, give them what they want to do in terms of contracts mm-hmm. and numbers. Um, I would hope I would hope it would be Jake Allen, although, quite honestly, and it, it pains me to say this, 
But quite honestly, I think Jake Allen offers more to this team than Alexander Steen does, and so I think it would just have to be Steen. And I'd feel terrible because really he should just be a blue forever. If we buy you out, Alex, please just retire and become a blue front office guy. Or or if it's not like 13-14 or whenever it was, 05-06, there used to be a rule that when you got compliance bought out, then you couldn't just re-sign with that team that year. You had to wait a whole year to even play for the team that bought you out just in an effort to make it so that teams wouldn't buy out guys with huge contracts and then just sign them in a bare minimum and say, hey, you're back on the team. So if that's not in the cards, then hey, buy out Alexander Steen, make him sign for 1.5, 2 million, something like that, and put him back in the in the system. But those seem to be like the two you would think about the most. It would be interesting if they bought out Justin Falk. That'd be different. That'd be kind so. Christian Airhouse okay. is kind of your comp there. I'm like that it, because you, they you were very a early in a right? very recent contract when they paid him. I guess now, you like really can't do that. I mean, you could, but I, just, I don't think you just can. Just up to Tom doesn't, Stillman. Doesn't, you definitely can. Just doesn't seem like a Doug Armstrong thing no. to do. And I, th- I, I still think Justin Falk has something to offer to this. No, I don't think he's bad at all. I just think it's the contract's long. Contracts yeah. a fair amount of money for a, a long amount of time. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you get two and you can shed the $9 million owed to Steen and Allen, mm-hmm. I think you just do that. And again, I, I just want to stress this <laughs> because I know Tempers Flair. It's nothing against Jake Allen. It's just you can't pay $4 million for a backup goalie, especially if you want to pay your franchise cornerstone defenseman to stay here, you know? Um, yeah. Was there more to that? No, I was just going <laughs> to... I was about to throw it at Jake Allen. I was like, don't don't let Petrangelo leave because you had to have Jake Allen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... If you can't see that, sorry. I, I'm, I got nothing for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, all of those questions are still to be answered. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that's the hockey news. John Kelly tested positive for coronavirus. We found out he seems to be doing well. Thank you, thank you. Craig thank Ber- you. <laughs> That's right. Craig Berube had a great interview with uh, Chris Curver on over Zoom. Everybody's using Zoom. Everybody these loves days. Zoom. Zoom, or Zoom. Skype, one or the other. Uh, that was great. I'm sure it's on the website if you haven't seen it. That was just a fun. It was just uh, more personality than I've seen from Berube. Mm-hmm. He was also on Pardon My Take, which I heard was really good. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it. I watched parts yet. of it. That was pretty good. Um, but as far, I mean, you know, basically, sadly, the news in the hockey world right now is which teams have players testing mm-hmm. positive for COVID-19. And, you know, the Avalanche have two now, the Senators have two. Um, there's just not a lot going on there. I don't think we've missed any signings. We obviously haven't missed any trades. Uh, and we don't really have anything more solid on a season. So I think we just move on. And we've we've filled forty minutes with. Oh, we do have one thing. Uh, just in terms of hockey that I want yeah, to talk about. Yeah, no, I'd love it. So let me get all these ads out. Of the do you think we way. should get rid of hockey? <laughs> uh, here's a little something from CBC Canada. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid grew up idolizing Sidney Crosby. On at least one issue, he's at odds with his childhood hero. A day after Crosby and Alex Ovechkin said they would be in favor of the NHL going right into the playoffs whenever the league gets the all-clear from the public health and government officials in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic, McDavid came down on the other side of the ledger. And this is what McDavid had to say. A fair season's a full season. That's what, every, that's what we'd obviously prefer. 
If the NHL were to go straight into the usual 16-team playoff format, the Oilers and Calgary Flames would be pitted against each other in a postseason battle of Alberta for the for the first time since 1991. I thought it said 1911. Uh, Connor McDavid said, I don't think we can just step into the playoffs in Game 1, have Calgary come to Edmonton, and have guys just run around killing each other when we haven't played a game in two months. We want to keep guys healthy, and we want to make sure that everyone's up and ready to play some playoff hockey. And to that I say, fuck you, Connor McDavid, because... There's no full there's season. No, there's no season, That's sir. just not reasonable. There's no... And I've heard a couple people say, and this is weirder to me, I don't like it, I get the reasoning, but I don't really like it. Someone said, hey, what if we cap it at, what have the Blues played? Like 70 games, we'll mm-hmm. say. And they're like, but some player, some teams have played 68 and some played 71. How? I don't even know how this would work mathematically. They're like, how about we say... 74 games and so everyone gets to that mark and i was like but i don't know if that even works and like so some teams will play less in preparation and some will play more and we talked last time about the weird playoff play in round and i don't like that either if you have anything at all if you have anything at all it's like two essentially scrimmage games like exhibition games. like if you had 24 16 teams in the playoffs however many they are Mm -hmm. they all play someone who's not their first round opponent Mm -hmm. just match them up they get one or two literally like preseason games no hitting basically you know like enforce that as a rule mm-hmm. whatever just to get some sort of conditioning some sort of coordination mm-hmm. back and that's then you go what's funny, you don't have there's yeah. no time there's no time, <laughs> there's no time the thing i don't like about this is the fact that people will be like what do you want us to do we, we're, we're just going to be so rusty me and my team and know who else will be Everyone everyone else's team. team will be rusty as shit it's it will be sloppy as shit and i'm here for it i'm here rusty. for sloppy as shit I, dude i i think that would be best case scenario for yeah. Connor mcdavid Dude, you're going to eat people alive. He's doing squats with his dog. And that dog doesn't know he's Connor McDavid. I want to have a 30-minute conversation (laughs) about that. But first of all, no, like, there's no time. We're, okay, we are supposed to be, right now, at the normal timeline, this would be, what, one week from the end of the season, basically? This would be the final week. Yeah. Yep. I think April 5th was supposed to be our last regular season game, right? So, like, exactly yeah. a week. That's 7th, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, Saturday. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, so, yeah, like, okay, so, best case in the world scenario. Yeah. You're talking mid-May, I would think. And that's unreasonable, but I'm talking Oh, that'd be very em- empty best arenas. Case. Probably, yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. I'm talking mid-May for any sort of, like, ramping up. Not even games, necessarily. Yeah. But for any sort of, like, hey, let's come back to our home cities and, like, prepare to play mm-hmm. hockey. Have some... Because, you know, you've, just for health's sake, injury, you know, injury prevention's sake, you got to have some sort of training. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you got to let them have for like, at least a week skate You practice. can't, like, you cannot... There's, there's no conceivable timeline where you play anything before probably June. Yeah. And I know your playoff bubble and, team's getting excited for that, but I don't give a shit about four yeah. games. Just getting the playoffs just, is all I cared about anyways. I just want to say for the record, I'm probably like on the more like this, not it isn't a big deal, but like I'm on the more positive outlooky side of the whole mm-hmm. pandemic. You know, I tend to lean more like, hey, this 
I think, you know, the mortality rate's a lot better than we thought it was at first and, and this, you know, all this sort of stuff. But we don't know still, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we certainly don't know how to control it. Nobody can even enter or exit New York mm-hmm. right now, which is kind of important for the National Hockey League. They have two playoff teams. Um, They're U.S. headquarters. That's right. So, like... D- I don't know. Connor, I forget sometimes that he is like, what, 22, 23? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe. maybe real stupid. Maybe he's an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't have to be. Have you seen his face? I mean, that's it's right. kind of nothing. Not a lot going up stupid. there. But yeah, it's just like, there's no time, he man. And I do get, I mean, it's no surprise that, right, that the old veteran guys are like, yeah, just start the playoffs. And Connor's like, but I want to. Hold on. Yeah, I've got energy for days. I got to run off all these skittles. But. <laughs> There's just no time. I mean, I don't think that I don't. There's no time. I still think it's very tenuous, leaning towards unlikely that we have anything. Hmm. But there's no time for a season. Kirk Herbstreet the other day predicted that there would be no NFL season this year. He's an idiot, and he's wrong. But if we if you've still got people out there saying that. How do you think, you know, I just don't, I don't know, you know. Sorry, I was counting something. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I just don't get it. I don't know. We're all... The, Shut up and play, Connor, that's what the, I gotta the say. The thing I don't get about this is, like, we're all doing this together. Yeah. This sucks for everybody. I know. And I don't like, get why... don't get it. I like don't get do. why so many people are kind of like, but what if or you know like everybody it sucks everybody it sucks for everybody it sucks more for people who get it Mm -hmm. and feel really sick or people who lose their jobs or whatever but nobody in the country and probably the world has been totally unaffected by this Mm -hmm. you know except for like actual tribes people that have like no connection to the outside world someone needs to let them know yeah (laughs) is it probably a carry coronavirus to them no but like it's just, I, I don't get why we can't, and it goes well beyond hockey, but why can't we all just be, like, in it together? It's a little high school musical, sure, but it's the truth. Together. Yeah, we are. So, I don't know. Steven, the other day on NBC Sports Network, they played the 2014 playoff game of the St. Louis Blues versus the Chicago Blackhawks. I already said game wakey, two. Backus. Wakey, wakey. Blues win 4-3 in overtime on a Jacks, Jacks, Jacks overtime goal. Did he suggest... So he live-tweeted that game. Yep. And there was a tweet with in which he suggested that he'd forgotten he scored the overtime game winner in that? I believe that. I believe he forgets that. <laughs> I believe that 100%. He's like... He goes in, he's like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what okay. he said at the moment when he <laughs> shot it. Oh, shit. I guess it scored. Oh, shit. Uh, I was at that game. That was a lot of fun. Tarasenko scored with like seven seconds left when we pulled the goalie to tie it up and send it to overtime. But, Steven, that game was in 2014. Can you name for me the 20 players on that team? Oh, my God. This is going to be There are fun. some that are very easy. Yeah, of course. There are some... That are not. So I, I will admit, I caught pieces of that, but I didn't that's watch fine. much. So no, but that's great. That I prefer that. So let's get the obvious ones out of the way. Vladimir Tarasenko, Barrett Chapman, we just named both of them. Uh, your goalies were probably Halak Elliott. 
Um, this, no. Oh, this is post-Halak, Eric Proctor Halak. Um, is, this isn't the Miller year, is it? It is. Oh, my God. So, Ryan Miller and Brian Elliott? Mm-hmm. So, that's four. That should give you that should give you another one. I post Halak, Ergo Proctor Halak, by the way, killed in legal circles. Uh, people our, loved our it. Our friends at Brown and Crouppen died. <laughs> um We have Ryan Miller, we have someone else. Yeah, ex- we have someone else, uh, Steve Ott. Mm-hmm. Steve Ott, yeah. Which is he's still very young. He just retired and became a coach like what, last mm, year? He's probably not forty yet, is Oh he? no. It's still crazy though that he was a player. Yeah, I'm uh, like, you shouldn't be a player. <laughs> no, no, no. Get off the ice. Uh, exactly. I got a card and I got from eBay because I'm trying to build a, an autograph collection of every player through, you know, hockey cards. You know this, but the yeah. people might not. The people and might. I got one, I think I've showed it to you already, that's signed by Mike Van Ryn, which is who I was looking for, but it's also signed by Jay Bomeister when they were both Florida Panthers defensemen. And I'm just like, this exists? I must <laughs> buy it immediately. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so I've got five. You have five. Jaden Schwartz, or was he Splody Bones at the time? No, he's there. Okay, Chris Stewart, we would already traded. Kevin Shattenkirk? Correct. Alex Petrangelo? Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> this was after our first trade of David Perron, but before we brought him back. It's a wonky. It's a wonky time. Magnus Payarvi. I don't think so. Okay. I'm just gonna name some fourth liners that I know played in this decade, and I have no idea when. Okay, Chris Porter. Yes. Adam Cracknell. Yes. Um, is that the CPR line then, Ryan Reeves? I think he, I mean, he's got to be on here, but let me make sure. I mean, he's got to be. Am I being stupid? Yeah, there he is. Okay. I'm doing better than I thought. Um, defenseman's going to kill me, though, after the ones I've already named. Um, I've got, what, 10 now? 9 or 10? There's tw- it's technically 22 because you named the two goalies. Uh, so. <laughs> so you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You've named half. Great. The, the easy half. Tarasenko, Jackman, Elliot, Miller, um, Schwartz, Shaddy, Petro, Porter, Cracknell, Reeves. Wow. Who were forwards on this team? TJ Oshie was still here. Mm-hmm. Patrick Berglund was still here. Alex Steen was still here. Vladimir Savoka was here already? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want a heater. That's my kink. Uh, Dimitri Askin was not here yet. No. Um, <clears throat> are there players that I haven't named that are still on the Blues? I don't think so. Okay. Here, uh, let me see. I want to go through all these to see if you. Yeah, name them out loud if you. Want. Yeah, just. <laughs> um, I think technically there's one on here that you we've, you've even said the name of in your story, but did not actually okay, say. Me... <laughs> <laughs> Great, I might I might have forgotten that too. There's so. a possibly more significant name on here that you haven't named either, but. More significant. Forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Stastny? No. That, that'd be the sum. That'd be That's that summer. Free Stastny, right? 
Oh, this team makes a huge overhaul in the summer. It's very different. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of weird to look great. at it like this. More significant than Vomister, you're saying? Yeah. But not still here. Not still here. So retired or traded. Or, or dead or passed away. Just, <laughs> just kidding. But no, they did not. So Oscar in a, took in, her. In a, in a way oh, they have. Dark. In a way they have. Oh, so they're a coyote now. <laughs> Very close. Um, in, in a sense. I mean, you gotta like work your way. Not LA, not Vegas, not. I feel like Ottawa? you must. I feel like you must have named the person because it's being. You're making it harder than it is, <laughs> but I love it. They passed away. No, they didn't. Yeah, but in significance. In a hockey world. Yeah. I said Patrick Bergwind. You're you're in the alphabetical area. <laughs> B. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Not Kyle Brodziak. Oh, it's so sad. What, what have I done? Although, shouldn't he be here? He's not. Oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Who do we, who do we have that we traded? <laughs> no. Oh, God, David Backus. <laughs> David Backus. Hello. Oh, David Quackus. I'm so That's sorry. That's okay. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I would have forgotten TJ Oshie was there. So who do you got? Oh, David. I'm one, so two, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. You have five more. Mm, all right. All I gotta right. name these down here so I don't have to go search for them. Now I'm gonna do my same little thing that I just did, where I named you know fourth liners that i know we traded for i'm just gonna name some Hold, yeah continue some people oh, that i know we traded for during this decade okay, okay. zabinic mccallick no uh Oli yokonen no um that's the two that's what <laughs> i got andy mcdonald would have been long gone by now jamie langenbrun and all those people it's what is this it is two defensemen and three forwards so these are like, and I will tell you, they were low on all on the lower end. Forwards. Yeah, Roman Polak. Yes, Roman Polak. Um, I'm feeling like that sixth defenseman is just not, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, that's you have one more defense. It's one last defenseman. Yeah, sixth defenseman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me see. Uh, it's not Koliakmo. He's gone. Right now. He's gone. Um. This was a, can I give you a hint? Yeah. This is a pre-J. Bowmeister move. Oh my god, it's that guy whose daughter wrote his, the letter to the wild on her. Jordan Leopold? Mm -hmm. Yeah! That's the one that hit me like a ton of bricks when yeah. I watched it. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah! Alright. Three, um, three forwards. One, two are fourth liners. And one is Bill a, McCray. <laughs> oh god! And one is a third liner? Question mark. <laughs> They're because they should be a second liner. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Another way. Not Chris Stewart. He's gone. Because he'd be a third liner? Question mark. Mm -hmm. At this point, um, are there hints you can give me without giving them away? Before we had Paul Stasny and Yuri Latera. We had to fill that 
center hole. Yeah, who and it wasn't Kyle Brodziak. Who did we fill it with? Oh, no, because they were a third-line center, Stephen. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> who did um, we fill that hole with? Bill, move that bus! Jerome Bettis. Um, oh, shit. That was definitely not a third-line center. Uh... His his last name is spelled like a famous hockey player, but it is not pronounced that way. Sutter, no. Same exact letters and spelling as the very famous hockey goalie, but not pronounced that way. <laughs> do, we, do we have a... Dominic Hasek that <laughs> um, the way you would think it would be pronounced. Uh, uh. Rather than, I'd say, I don't know, the French way. Okay. So not Flurry, though. Um, the, Theo Flores. It's not Marcel Goetsch, right? No. The same right amount of letters. No, not Roy. Yes. Oh, no. Derek Roy. This was our one Derek Roy season. Yep, was on that team. Derek Roy. No, we signed him for one year. Hold up, Derek Roy played in the wakey wakey Bacchus game. Uh, He played in four games, so he might not have been in that game in particular. I don't care. He was in that series. Yeah, he was in that series season. You mean to tell me he played in that, not the miracle, not the uh, Doug Wickenheiser game, the (laughs) Wednesday night miracle? Is that what it was called? Sure. Monday Night Miracle. Monday Night Miracle. Yeah. yeah. So I've got two more for Yeah, two more. I on a, If you get them, hats off to you. One of them is French. French, French Canadian. Lapierre. There you go. All right. The last one. The last one's a washed up veteran that was here for one year. It's at, I'll give you X two people out, although you probably didn't, weren't thinking of them. It's post Langenbrenner, post Arnett. I mentioned one of them already. It's not Scotty Gomez. Mm-hmm. Was he here for like a full year? I think so, yeah. He was here for but the he whole year. he was washed. He was a former Dallas star. But it's not Langenbrenner. Oh, he was washed. He Although was he might have actually done okay. So he was a hitch boy. Yeah. In fact, let me see what he did that year. Did he retire after this year? He didn't, but why not? (laughs) He had 13 goals and 12 assists in 71 games for 25 points this year, or that year. And he played most of, almost all of his career in Dallas. Pittsburgh, then us, then Tampa Bay, then he retired. Can you give me a letter? It starts with, his last name starts with an M. Hmm. (laughs) This is a real pickle. Uh, Dallas, he played, and it yeah. wasn't Mike Madonna. No. <laughs> okay. God, I wish. Um, I'd take a washed up Mike Madonna. <laughs> I'd take a washed up Mike Madonna now. I don't want to give up, but I don't, I've got nothing. What's the, what's, that's so weird to say. What is the next day? Brendan Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Morrow. <laughs> Good for you. I would have said if you had gave me that clue, I would have spit in your face because I I still wouldn't have got it. Well done, I say. Well done. Thank you. You carried me to the finish line, but I appreciate it. I enjoyed that. Yeah. 
Now let's do the 1976 Blues. My dad tried to do that to me for the 0506 Blues, and I was like, no, <laughs> because half of that team was like a BS team anyways. Yeah, yeah. He's like, here's Scotty Gallagher. I'm like, who? Doesn't he run a football, a soccer yeah. team? All right, folks, you got an hour of, I won't say good hockey content. Think, sounds went in your ears, but and you've uh, smiled or frowned. Probably frowned. frowned. You probably frowned. <laughs> now we're gonna s- say some stuff and talk as long as we want. And if you want to tune out, be our guest. We'll just sing. Be our guest. Be, uh, <laughs> we won't. And would you rather play an entire game of Pokemon with Chikorita as your starter? Mm. Or play three months of Overwatch where you can only play Mercy. I'd Chikorita. <laughs> that wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I'd pick Chikorita. I was thinking about one month. One month. Would it change? No, I'd still pick you, Chikorita. Are you like a Chikorita fan? Not necessarily, but I like, I really do You're enjoy it. You're a fan. Oh, right? yeah. Huge Totodile yeah. fan. So I like uh, Silver and Gold. You never choose him over Totodile. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I would choose Chikorita. And Cyndaquil. I might choose Chick Reed over Cyndaquil. Oh, yeah, Cyndaquil sucks. I don't hate him. It's just like, I don't know. I do. I do. So when he turns into Quilava and then he turns into Typhlosion, they all get the fire on their backs in different spots. Mm-hmm. And ever since they went to the 3D models, Typhlosion is missing the fire except for when he doesn't attack. So when he doesn't have it, he's just a giant weasel standing on its back legs, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's a very uninspired like <laughs> design and a very terrible choice. Design. Great. No, I'd rather choose. Yeah, I'd rather pick Chikorita. I think. What is that? The first gym in Silver and Gold and Gen Two is a flying gym, mm. but then the second gym is a bug gym. So I think you're you're all right as long as you get. Um, oh shit, I don't even know what beats flying. What electric or rock? Can you get either of those early game? Not really. I don't know. You might be fucked if you pick Chikorita, at least for the first gym. There might be a lot of grinding going on, but you're, you're set after that. You're pretty good after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. That's fair. That what about, just came what about to the you? top of my head. Yeah, I think I'd do Chikorita, yeah. too. I've played I'm not a one bot. night of real Overwatch. Solid. And you hated Mercy. And I already hate Mercy. <laughs> so, you know. I'm sure if if somebody's, like, dope with her, I'm sure she's a huge advantage oh, yeah. to the team. But... Mm-hmm. It's not going to be me. It ain't going to be me. I'll just say that right out the top. All right. Should we go to some of our random ass shit from the last time? Sure. We're on the subject. Who is your favorite starter Pokemon? I think it's Totodile. Yeah. I think Totodile always, will always be number one in my heart. Oh, except for, except I really like Bulbasaur. I don't hate Charmander. I don't hate Squirtle. In fact, Squirtle's like I'm real squ- close number two. I'm a Squirtle boy. I'm but not I, a... I think I picked Bulbasaur as my first one, and it just stuck. I'm going to be honest with you, though. Score Bunny really, really grew on me. Really? Yeah. Not a huge fan of Cinderace. Yeah. These starters but just didn't do much Score for Bunny's, me. Cinderace is better than a lot of the pansexual fire <laughs> starter <laughs> final forms. Yeah. Um, I like a Mudkip. I like Mudkip Who's a your lot. favorite final form of a starter is it just for for alligator i do like for alligator but see the one thing is i like bulbasaur but i think venusaur is just kind of blah yeah so i really like blastoise a lot blastoise, blastoise super yeah. sweet i think i mean i like squirtle but i think blastoise i actually love them all war turtle is one of my favorite pokemon just yeah. in general um the middle the mid the middle uh evolutions don't get a lot of love because no, you're in them for so yeah, for such like a small amount of time, time. um 
Yeah, some of the, I mean, like, the last generation with, like, the fire witch fox and, like... Oh, Gen 6, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't hardly play that one at all. I need to go back and hit that. that... I want them to friggin' release some of those on Switch. Oh, I know. I'd love for them to be able to play, like, even some of the ones I never played, like Black and White and stuff. That'd be great. Come on, Nintendo. Wake up. We're all inside. This is your chance. (laughs) You would like it. I think, um... T-Pig and like Gen 5 turns in the, I forget what the middle one is, but Embor at the end. Embor. And, and it looks like, I think I it's based on a wrestler. Yeah. When I was like, that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, Incineroar is obviously. Incineroar is a heel. Wrestler, yeah. yeah but... I love, I hated Incineroar before when I first saw him and I get, he's pretty much everything I don't like in a Pokemon in the terms that he's just a human mm-hmm. wearing fur skin, yeah. but I do like Incineroar. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Smash, Smash Bros. Yep. like turned, turned me on him. Yeah. I love him. pretty awesome. Um, I also really like Decidueye. Oh yeah, you know what? He was a very good final, final evolution. Form? Yeah, I heard, what was he? Rowlet? Is that the? Yeah, Rowlet into fuck. I can't remember the middle one, but into Decidueye. And uh, I like Empoleon. Empoleon too. Mm, and Infernape's mm. pretty good. Infernape's good. What's the? Uh, Turtwig turns into. Oh, the big tortoise. Yeah, what is that thing called? I'm looking it up. It's like Terra something. Terra Tortoise. Terra form. Something Terra. Torterra. Torterra. I love that. Torterra is like a much better like Venusaur. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm into Torterra. Torterra's dope. Yep. I'm down with it. I like how it just has a whole tree on its back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a fucking Is there continent. a Galarian form of Torterra? I don't think so. Is it made like... up? I'd love it. It looks pretty dope. Look what they did with it. They just made it a, an ice mountain and stuff. Oh, that's dope. Dupe. I don't know why <laughs> I said dupe. dupe. That's dupe. <laughs> that's dupe. Uh, any more random shit you want to talk about? We haven't got... We'll we'll, uh, we'll debrief on Tiger King next week. Oh, yeah. We'll have a full it. review. Uh, and I'm probably... Almost serious. Almost certainly we will actually yeah, no, do that. There'll be a very full review. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to fill more time or do we want to call it? No, I think, unfortunately, we need to call it just because we need to save content. That's true. We got to stretch. That's true. That's true. We got to get out of here. Um, you know, if you're if you're desperate for more of us, we just recorded a, a Soccer Talk Lads podcast as well. Um, so that's available to you over at your favorite podcast catcher. Just choose, just search... STL podcast or Soccer Talk Lads podcast. You can find us at STL underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow. You know, if you're listening to this and you like us, give us a follow. For funsies, Justin does so much work on mm-hmm. that account. We do so little. And, you know, it's it shows because <laughs> the Two Guys One Cup account is just much better. But, you know, Aww. I'm just kidding. It's his, his output far outpaces our mm-hmm. own in every way. He's much more um, dedicated to, right. to manning right. the social media than He's we growing are. the empire. Uh, but yeah, folks, you know, we're all getting through this together. Much like, I will, I will not, I will not. Yes, you will. I will yes, not. Yes, you will. I will not close this with High School Musical. I'm pretty sure we've done that before anyway. Okay. But I would say that even if I didn't think that, just to get out of it. There's like, folks, there's like a 40% chance that one, that's what it is. Again, as we've said before, you know, you'll know, you'll mm-hmm. know. 
you will know sooner to our having this conversation in your world than we will know. That's almost guaranteed. That's how time so, works. Uh, that's right. It's trippy dippy. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go watch uh, um, Airport Sushi on YouTube if you haven't already. If you haven't, you failed us. Um, You're not a true fan. That's what our references are all to tonight. And the just specifically just the that that's that's right reference and the defying gravity references at the beginning also mm. um but yeah folks we'll be back next week assuming none of us are stricken with coven even if we are we'll do it remote from our hospital bed i can hook up a mic to the ventilator it'll be me let's be honest and uh you know we'll, we'll make it work <laughs> more oh jesus <laughs> Any songs about ventilators? My Iron Lung by uh, Radiohead? Not going to be that either. That's too depressing. Folks, you're about to find out what it is because you'll know. And then you can tell us. So until <laughs> then, us. until then, yeah, you tell us what we chose to close the show with. You tell us what we should have closed the show with. And uh, we'll talk to you all real soon. Keep it cool. That's right. And you should know that.